Hello and welcome to the Synergen Leadership Podcast. My name is Julian Carl, CEO and co-founder of Synergen Group. And once again, really happy to be here and bring to you another content episode of our podcast. So look, in today's show, I explore this idea of the five levels of leadership. And this content was really put together by an author, some of you may know, John C. Maxwell, who's considered one of the, you know, the leaders in thought leadership. And one of the things that I, well, one of the reasons why I wanted to do this particular content episode is I think it provides people with some insight in two perspectives. The first is what level of leadership are they playing at and what level of leadership are the people around them playing at? And importantly, what level do they aspire to? So do you, where do you want to sit on Maxwell's five levels of leadership? Hope you enjoy listening to this content. And uh, once again, as always, we'd love to hear what you think. Happy listening. Welcome to the Synergen Leadership Podcast with Julian Carl. Julian speaks with leaders from around Australia to bring you their leadership story and share their insights about being a leader. To further help you build your leadership capability, Julian shares his own insights about leadership and the tools and techniques he uses as a leader. Great to be back with you again to share another content episode of our, of our little show here. And look, as I was thinking about the different content that uh, we've had either, either that we deliver to our clients or content that we've developed ourselves. I thought it would be useful to explore this content, which is the five levels of leadership. And it's, uh, as mentioned in the intro, it's by John C. Maxwell. And I've taken it from a little book called How Successful People Lead, Taking Your Influence to the Next Level. There are books that he, is, uh, he's, he has expanded in another book called The Five Levels of Leadership. And I think what today's episode is really designed to do is to give you a little bit of a sense of what the five levels are, give you the ability to have a little bit of self-reflection and think about where do you fit on the levels of leadership? Are you at level one, level two, level three, level four, or maybe even level five? And also think about the people around you. So your leader, where do you think they're playing? Because it was really interesting. It actually happened this morning. I was doing a, an interview uh, with an author. And one of the things that he was talking about was that at certain levels in an organization, you can be quite high in the hierarchy of that organization, but you can actually still be leading from level one position, level one being the lowest in, in Maxwell's framework. It's not directly linked to your position in the organization or the hierarchy within the organization. So I think it's a really interesting way of looking at leadership. And when I've introduced people to it in before in my programs, we always seem to get some pretty solid feedback about where people want to be, where people think they are, and what they actually aspire to. And I think that's the key thing for me, because those of you who've been through my programs know that I'm all about doing everything we can to support you in getting to the level that you want to get to. And Maxwell's framework's a useful one. So getting straight into it, the first level is level one, obviously, is this idea of position. And Maxwell calls this the lowest level of leadership, the entry level. And it's the only level which, in some cases, requires no ability or effort to achieve. In some cases... You might be moved into a leadership role simply because you've been there the longest, simply because no one else shows any effort. Uh, And so it is, for those reasons, the lowest level. And while nothing's wrong with having a leadership position, everything's wrong with relying on that position to get people to follow. 
So in other words, people are only doing what you want them to do because they have to, because you have that position. I'm the boss. I'm going to tell you what to do. You better go and do it. That's the mindset of someone who operates at this particular level. And people who remain in that position for a long period of time start to get conditioned to being in that level. That becomes all they know. And they never really think about, well, where else can they go to from there? And so it's really worthwhile thinking, which are you at that level? And that's fine if you're a new leader, that, that, that's fine to be at that level. But I'm gonna encourage you to think about the fact that there's more for you as a leader. There's other levels which you can go to. And so I wanted to share with you a couple of different uh, upsides from positional leadership. So one of the upsides of having a leadership position is generally that you might be given into that, that level of leadership because there's some element of leadership potential that others see in you. So if you've been asked to apply for a leadership role, that could be because the, the, the managers who are doing the recruiting see a level of uh, potential in you. Uh, another uh, upside from being in position one is that uh, it's of often an invitation to grow as a leader. So the leadership levels are considered a journey. And generally, if, if you're in one, most people want to progress to level two. So it is an invitation to grow as a leader. Another upside uh, for that is that it allows you to shape and define your leadership. So you've got the role. You can make it what you want it to be. And so I'm going to strongly encourage you, don't make it all about I'm the boss, you do what I say, because that means you're going to stay in that level of leadership. So as with any upside, there's also downside to being in, in this level one of position. And the first downside is that it often means that you might devalue people, that you're not recognizing their potential because you're leading from that position of, it's all about me, I'm the boss, do what I say. So I'm gonna encourage you, don't devalue people by staying in this level for too long. Some of the other downsides are that you might feed on politics. So the politics of leadership, the politics of the organization, and it's all about trying to maintain your position, exert your authority through your position. And that, that's not gonna get the most out of you, and it's not gonna get the most out of your team. And one of the other things or downsides from positional leadership is that it's often lonely. You're the sort of leader that no one really wants to collaborate with. You're the sort of leader that no one's gonna to come to and share with. And so if you're in that role of positional leader, I think I'm going to encourage you and suggest, acknowledge it and think about where to from here. So the second level of leadership is permission. And level two is all about relationship. And at this level, people are choosing to follow you because they want to. In other words, they give you as a leader permission to lead them. And so to grow at this level as a leader, you need to get to know your people and you're starting to connect with them. You can't lead without people which means you have to learn to like people if you want to lead well. You need to take a, a legitimate interest and a genuine interest in them. Look to build connections. And if you've listened to any of the earlier podcasts, I did a whole two-part um, episode on building relationships, and one of those is with your team. So if you really want to get the most out of your people at the permission level, you've really got to get to know them. Now, a couple of the upsides of being at level two of permission is that it makes leadership more enjoyable. 
it's not all about you telling people what to do, but it's starting to become a bit more of a relationship. It's starting to become a bit more of a collaboration between you and the people reporting to you. That is far more enjoyable than having to rely all the time on telling people what to do every step of the way. Another upside is that generally your energy levels are going to increase if you're at the permission level. You're having good, solid working relationships with the people around you, and as a result, you feel different. Your energy levels go up, and, and as a leader, I think that's an, that's an important thing to, to consider. Another upside is that it allows you to focus on the value that each person brings to your team. And I'm not talking about the hierarchy within your team, I'm talking about the individual significant value that each person contributes to the team. If you're, if you're leading from this place of permission, you're starting to see that. You're starting to recognize that. You're starting to see all the different things that each person in your team brings to you. That can be really, really, really important for the overall success of your team. And following on from this idea of upside is also downside of permission leadership. In some cases, it appears too soft for some people. Because you're not relying on the command and control uh, process of leadership, some people will respond in a certain way with it. That's because that's what they're used to. And so recognize that some people are they're going to take a little bit of time to understand that you're not coming from this place of command and control, do what I say and do it now. You're coming from this place of being people focused and wanting to work with them. There are, one of the other downsides that sometimes occurs is that uh, leading by permission can sometimes be frustrating for achievers. So high achievers always want to get things done and they want to get them done now. And so occasionally they don't want to slow down for anyone or anything. And so leading by permission requires them to do that. They need to slow down. And so if you're one of these, these high achievers and you're in a leadership position, sometimes it's worthwhile taking that step back and just recognizing that not everyone can work or is working at the pace which you work. And it's not all just about getting things done and getting them done now. One of the uh, other downsides of this permission level is that sometimes these leaders can be taken advantage of. So because they're focused on building strong relationships with people, because they're focused on collaboration, because they're focused on the relationship side of leadership, they can get played. And so it's important to recognise that if you are at this level of uh, leadership, of permission, that you are aware of, of the depth of relationships you have. And, and I tend to approach this from the perspective of that we're all here for the right reasons. Uh, if we're all here for the right reasons, this won't impact you. But if you have someone in your team who isn't there for the right reasons, it's going to impact you at a leadership level. So the third level is what we call production level. And this is where leadership really takes off and shifts into another gear. So the best leaders at this level know how to motivate their people to GTD, or in other words, get things done. And getting things done is what level three is all about. This level, leaders who can produce results build their influence and they build your credibility. People are still following because they want to, but they do it more because of the relationship. People follow level three leaders because of their track record. This is where you start to build a reputation for yourself. It's also the level where leaders start to become change agents. And we all know that the speed of change is increasing dramatically and we know that we need to have that ability to adapt to change. If you're at the production level, you're starting to feel more and more comfortable adapting to change. Work starts to get done, morale improves, profits go up, 
staff turnover goes down and we're achieving all the goals that we set out to achieve. The more you, you produce at this level, the more you're able to tackle all the tough problems and, and face those difficult issues which come with being a leader. At this level, leading and influencing others becomes fun because everyone's moving forward together and the team, and I stress that word, the team rises to another level of effectiveness. This is where people are looking at you and your team and wondering, what are you doing? What, how are you able to generate those sort of results? That's amazing. These are the things that they're starting to think about. And so if, I'm, if I can say anything during this episode, it's that if you're at level one or two, I'm going to encourage you to really start to try to do everything you can to get to level three, because this is where true leadership really starts in my view. So sticking with the theme of the upsides of each of these levels of leadership, the first upside that comes with being a production leader is this idea of your credibility. If you think about where credibility comes from as a leader, it, it comes from a couple of places in my view. Uh, first of all, it comes from some, some of your longevity as a leader. So how long have you been in a leadership role? I think that people that have had experiences, I think that adds an element of credibility. I think the level of leadership from a hierarchical point of view can add to, to credibility as well. So if you've been a general manager versus a team leader, I think there's a different level of credibility which goes with both. And also, I think that one of the ways that where we get credibility is in the results we're able to achieve and probably more in the results than anything else. And so if you're able to really be at this level of production and get the results, well, then you're put positioning yourself as a very credible leader. You're positioning yourself as the go-to person. You're positioning yourself as a person that should be next in line for the promotion. You're positioning yourself as the only logical candidate to take the team, take the business to where it needs to go. So another upside from this level of leadership is that you as a leader, you're modeling and you're setting the standards for others to follow. So we often know, or what we do know, is that leaders set the tone. And I'm a big believer that everyone should be looking to raise their standards of leadership because that's what other people are going to follow. And so as a, as a leader at production level, you're modeling the way, you're setting the standard and people are really, really starting to follow you. Final upside I want to mention is this idea that production brings clarity and reality to the vision. So quite often when we talk about uh, leadership, we talk about you know, the strategy, the vision, the mission and all of those things. Well, the production leader is able to get this stuff done. They're able to bring it to life. People are seeing it for what it is. And I think that that's a really powerful thing in terms of the transition from something being just a, a vision value statement to something that people can actually see as being tangible. A couple of the downsides of production level is that uh, productive leaders often feel a heavy weight of responsibility for results. So you're feeling it, you know that you're there to get a result and if you're having trouble getting your result, you're really feeling that responsibility. And you know, look, people respond differently to that, that sense of pressure and that sense of uh, stress. So it can be one of the downsides. One of the other downsides is this idea that sometimes you're gonna have to make difficult decisions. So remember at the permission level, it's all about building relationships at position level. You're doing it because uh, I tell you to and I'm the boss. At this level, you're making difficult decisions and sometimes that's gonna impact people, sometimes that's gonna impact clients, that's gonna impact suppliers, 
whatever it is, it might be a difficult decision for you to make. It could be a peer group that you're making a difficult decision about. But either way, these things need, these decisions need to be made because you're getting stuff done. And I think the final downside of production leadership is this idea that you've got to keep focused on level two as well. You still need that element of permission leadership. You still need those really strong relationships. You still need to make sure that people are following you because they want to, not because they they have to. And you still need to be making sure that everyone in your team is getting the results because it's through them that you get your results as a leader. So when you are in production level, you are constantly straddling the two levels of level two, which is permission, and level three, which is production. So then we get to level four. And level four leadership is all about people development. And so your goal at this level is to identify and develop as many leaders as you can by investing in them and helping them grow. So it's it's a really interesting perspective to think about leadership from. Are you there to lead a team? Or are you there to identify future leaders and develop them as leaders? It's an interesting question because I think that a lot of people don't actually ask themselves that they see leadership as leading other people. Well, if you're at a level four, which is about people development, you're actually looking to identify and develop future leaders. So the the reason why this is such an important level is that when there are more leaders, more of the organization's mission can be accomplished. The people you get to choose may show great potential or they may be diamonds in the rough because we've all had that experience where... We've taken someone that, you know, no one else can see the potential in, but you could, and you turned them into something special. So the more that you raise up new leaders, the more you're going to change the lives of the people in the team. And what we know is one of the one of the interviews I did uh, with Michael Bunting, it was, it was a very early episode with an author, and he spoke about the idea that people's mental health, a, a significant proportion of it, can be attributed to the quality of relationship they have with their leader. And if you think about that for a minute, that's pretty powerful impact that you're having as a leader, not only on your team in their professional lives, but your team in their personal lives. Because if they're going home happy, feeling happy, rewarded, fulfilled, they feel as though they've been rewarded and recognized for a job well done, they take that home and they treat their family a certain way. If they go home feeling as though they're unrewarded, that they're disrespected, that they're not appreciated or valued, that's going to play out in their home personal life as well. So when you're starting to play at people level and you're raising up more leaders, you're changing the lives of the people around you. People start to follow you because of what you've done for them personally. And as a bonus, some of those relationships are probably able to last a long time. I've heard lots of examples of people that have brought up people in organizations, they've moved on and the relationship has still stayed very strong. And so when you're playing at this level, your focus isn't on leading the team as such, It's about identifying future leaders and starting to talk to them and develop them into being the leaders they can be. So a couple of the the upsides of people development is this. The first one is that if you're at people development level, that's going to set you apart from most leaders. Now, look, most leaders are looking for ways to grow their organization or the team. And generally, where are they all focusing their attention? It's on level three, on that production side of things. So that's a challenge in itself because you're not actually focusing on growing the people in it. 
So if you can focus on growing the people in your organization, you're going to have them focused on level three production. They're going to be focused on how to get the most out of their people and so on and so on. So there's a real upside that's going to set you apart from most leaders. Another one of the upside is that being a people development leader is it empowers others to fulfill their leadership responsibilities. So because you're focused on leading the leaders and you're not focused on the production as such, they're able to focus on the production. They're able to get stuff done. They're able to get the results that you want them to get. And so it becomes this this cycle that you are able to develop leaders who then lead others in a particular way and, and the process goes on and on and on. And I think one of the other upsides of this, of being a people development leader, is that it does assure that growth can be sustained. So how many times have you seen a team that has a, has a very effective leader in it and that leader does very well and the team does very well and then when that leader goes, because they didn't develop anyone else to replace them, because they didn't empower anyone else to take on leadership responsibilities, the team performance suffers. So I've experienced that. Uh, from a couple of different perspectives and I know that when it happens it's more a result of the fact that the leader wasn't really taking the time to develop people. They didn't see themselves as a people development leader. Now, a couple of the downsides for being at that people development level is sometimes you can have this, this fact of being short-sighted that you, can, you can't see the need for people development. And so I really want you to think about that quite a lot of businesses will really want you to stay at production level. They want you to stay as the leader that's getting results done. But that's a very short-sighted view. What we really want to do is start building up the leadership capability in every team and every person because if people are leading even just themselves from this, this personal leadership perspective, that means that when stuff happens, when stuff goes wrong, when stuff go, doesn't go according to plan, you've got people there who are able to step in and apply some leadership thinking to the best way to resolve this. You don't want someone coming to you every five minutes saying, what do we do about this? when you know full well that they have the knowledge, the insight, the depth of experience to be able to solve it themselves, but their leadership is not encouraged, is not fostered. So it's a very short-sighted view to think that we don't need people development leaders. One of the other downsides is people development isn't, isn't easy. It's actually quite difficult because if you are, have identified someone and you're starting to work with them on positioning them to be you know, a people development eventually leader themselves, Sometimes development requires a hard conversation. Sometimes it requires a very difficult conversation. And that's quite often what, when people undertake 360 degree reviews, quite often that's what comes out, is that, oh, you know, I thought I was doing really well in one particular area. And then all of a sudden they get the feedback from their peers, their colleagues, their team, their manager, that they weren't doing so well in that particular area. And having that conversation and highlighting that, that where you potentially see a challenge in their behavior or their attitude or, or their skill set, that's difficult. It doesn't take away from the fact that they've got the potential, but it does mean that sometimes you're going to have those difficult conversations. So then we get to level five leadership, and it's what Maxwell calls the pinnacle. And it's the highest level of leadership, but it's also the most challenging to attain. This level actually requires longevity as well as intentionality. You simply can't just get to level five unless you're willing to invest your life into the lives of others for the long haul. But if you stick with it, if you continually focus on growing both yourself at every level and developing leaders who are willing and able to develop other leaders, 
you may find yourself at the pinnacle. So in a sense, it's almost like being a grandparent of the leader. So the leaders that you are leading are people development leaders who are developing other leaders. It's a, it's a significant commitment to try to become a pinnacle leader, but so are the payoffs. Level five leaders develop level five businesses and teams. They create opportunities that others don't. They create a legacy in what they do and people follow them because of who they are and what they represent. So in other words, their leadership gains a positive reputation. Level five leaders often transcend their position, their organization, and sometimes they even transcend their industry. And look, it's, it's quite interesting that some people, when we've, I've done a little activity where I ask people to score themselves on this and they automatically, they've been, haven't been around in leadership that long and they're thinking they're a level five leader. Well, I think I just want to re-emphasize this idea of longevity. If you need to develop leaders who are developing other leaders and you're seeing that fruition, that just doesn't happen overnight. That takes a significant commitment to reach that level of leadership. So sticking with the idea of the upsides, uh, the upside of pinnacle leadership is that often if you've got pinnacle leadership, that often creates a level five organization. And this means an organization that is focused on developing people within that organization who develop other people. So it's organizational development as much as it is leadership development. So again, it's about leaving that legacy. It's about setting the systems and processes and structures in place and focusing on the people. One of the other upsides of uh, pinnacle leadership is this idea of creating a legacy and leaving a legacy within a business, within a team is, is, is crucial. And it's so much so that as you know, it's one of Synergy Group's values is this idea of legacy that we wanna leave a legacy for the clients that we work with and the participants that come through our programs. And what happens is that level, level five leaders wanna do more than just run an organization. They wanna do more than just succeed they want to create a legacy. They want the opportunity to make an impact. And so you create a generation of new leaders. And so what quite often happens is level five leaders are measured by the caliber of leaders they develop, not so much by the caliber of their own leadership. And look, one of the other upsides for pinnacle level leadership is that it provides an extended platform for leading, that you have the ability of a platform to be able to speak and share your views and your perspective. You have a platform for building the type of culture that you want to build in your organization. And so it's, it's, it's difficult to get to this level, but once you get there, imagine the reward that you feel once you're able to fully share and express your views on leadership, that you're able to see the business getting stuff done, achieving the results that you want to achieve. It's a pretty powerful place to be. Now, a couple of the downsides of pinnacle leadership. <laughs> the first one is that sometimes when you get to that level, you believe your own press, that you take yourself way too seriously, that you believe you're the greatest thing since sliced bread. So I'm, I'm a big believer that we can always get better, that we should always be searching to improve our leadership skills, that we should always be looking at what can we do to be the best version of ourselves. And I think it's important that you if you get to pinnacle leadership that you don't get sucked into thinking that's it you're there you've arrived and that's all you need to do and now you're the greatest thing there is i think it's this constant journey final downside i'll speak about is this idea that sometimes the pinnacle can make you lose focus that because you're at that level you lose focus on on 
level three, for example, production level four, people development, you lose focus on why you're there. So if you can stay focused on being the, the grandparent of developing people leaders who are developing other leaders, and if you can stay focused on the, the correlation between level two of permission and level three as production and still have your hand in the game, still know what's going on in your business, I think you're going to be in a much better position to make the most of this idea of pinnacle. And so there you have it. There's the, a brief little snapshot into the, the five levels of leadership according to John C. Maxwell. Uh, quite often you hear me refer to different books and pieces and, um, and authors, and I think that John C. Maxwell is considered one of the, the, the best and the deepest thinkers in terms of, of how we lead and what we should be thinking about. And I think one of the reasons I personally like this, and I'll say it again, is because it gives you a framework. And it gives you that framework for self-reflection, for really starting to think about where you are now. And so I'm going to encourage you to go home. If you're, if you're at home, uh, well then, you know, stop listening to this podcast when, when it's finished and, and just take a moment and reflect. What level are you at? Are you at that level one, which is position, and you're there because you, you might be new to leadership or that you might be a well-established leader, but you're, you may be leading from that place. And look, if you are leading from that place, it's never too late change it's never too late to start the transition into level two which is permission people are following you because they want to you're starting to build really strong connections and relationships with people and then if you if you believe that you're a really good relationship builder are you equally as able to get results and that comes with level three which is production and i think that I, there's a leader i'm thinking of that i met uh, in my career and she was a wonderful leader, a wonderful leader at the, the permission level. The whole team loved her. It was fantastic. Was she able to always get the results? Not quite, not quite. So once you get that, that production level, I'd really like you to be thinking about, well, what am I going to do to develop my people? What am I going to do to transcend, in, to ascend into level four, which is that people development? and building other leaders. Who are the leaders in your organization, in your team that you can build? And then I think we, you know, after a fair fair time in leadership roles, starting to think about this idea of being the pinnacle leader, developing leaders who are developing other leaders, being the grandparent, leaving the legacy, really starting to leave your mark as a leader on your team, on your business, on your organization. So hopefully there was some, some great stuff in that, in Maxwell's content for you to, to take home and think about. So as always, we'd love to hear what you think. If you want to leave us a review, that would be great. If you want to uh, shoot me through an email, that's always welcome as well. Julian at synergengroup.com.au. And I uh, hope you enjoyed the show. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Synergy and Leadership Podcast. I trust you found it interesting. A couple of things. If you could go online and leave a review of the podcast, that would be great. Really help us in uh, spreading awareness of the podcast. Happy for you to connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm pretty easy to find. And if you want to shoot me through an email, julian at synergygroup.com.au. See you next time.